재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 here in Seoul and on streaming platforms all around the world. Our question of the week, we're sending it out to you, the listeners. We want to hear what your favorite Korean winter destination is. You can say destination or you can say activity or both. You can link them together, whatever. We'll take anything. Uh, pound 1013-51 a text if you want to text us in. If you want to reach us for free, you can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. The handle is Koreascape. And, of course, the TBS EFM app will let you directly message us any of those three things. You can also uh, text us in Korean or English, whatever you're more comfortable with, no problems. And we'll be picking a few winners every day to get mobile gift icons, a free cup of coffee on us. We turn now to uh, Artistic Wanderings by Mark Wilson. A lot of you might pick artistic destinations for this winter as your favorite winter activity. I suspect Mark fits that category. Mark, how are you doing? Good morning. Why not Seoul? Why not just stay in Seoul? You know, so many... Artistic places to be in winter. Seoul has a lot of indoor spaces. That's right. A lot to do with the arts. Where did you go this week? Right. So uh, today is pretty interesting because it kind of pays homage to our old segment, TBS 120. Mm -hmm. I remember that, which you did. Yeah, which I did. (laughs) Not coincidentally. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And as you know, TBS 120 was just kind of something where I went ahead and Myself and another reporter, we would just find little tidbits on how to um, improve your life and how to find things in, in, in Korea. And I thought that today was really great because it mixed both art and uh, something like that. And I met with an artist, and she has in common with these things. And these are all from previous episodes of Artistic Wonders. Cool. So you're kind of tying it all together. Tying It really is coming together because I remember artist, uh, Crazy Multiply and Mini Print – The uh, French artist SP38, Mule Art Village, the Sungsu area, Tukto Market, and the word we kept talking about, gentrification. Mm-hmm. And this all ties together with this one female artist. Okay. And her name is Kim Gang. Kim Gang. Yes, that's right. The woman with two last names. I know, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know how we always say, you know, like, pe- uh, Western people with two last names? Yeah. John Jones or something. Right, right. right. John William or whatever. Okay. So Kim Gong, she's Korean, obviously. Yep. She's Korean. And she studied art management in 2001 in Paris, France, at the school ICART. And Mm -hmm. I-C-A-R-T. And it's one of the top art schools in, in France. Of the in, in the entire country, right in Paris. That's saying something. Wow. It is. What an education. Yep. I mean, she's fluent in French as well, and her French is actually better than, she says that her French is better than her English, so she has a lot of influence when it comes to her work and her art. And she's always had a, when it comes as an artist, she's always had a fascination with the use of space. So as she studied at Icart, her French classmates introduced her to the culture of squatting. Yeah. Culture of squatting. That's right. Um, I should alert people. Uh, Mark's segment is very visual. So we always start piping out pictures on our Facebook and Instagram and all of that stuff. Uh, and one of the cool things you do every week, Mark, you're an artist yourself and you sketch the main guest yeah, every yeah, week. That's her. You've that's got her a right sketch there. of yeah. uh, Kim Gong there and it's pretty close to the photographic wow, images. <laughs> I think you may have a future in this. Oh, man. But the concept of squatting, uh, is she going to explain that or are She you? absolutely is. So let's let that next audio clip do that. So uh, I discussed with uh, my colleague, my friends in the class. She introduced me a squat in Paris. 
mm. you know, squat. So, uh, because I'm a student, I don't have uh, much money, but I need a studio for the, my work. So, the, my friends, they introduced me uh, the squat. So, I'm very interested about it. So, I visited there. One squat in the Paris, I visited there and I asked to them using the tree. So they want to see my artwork and then they accept me. Who, who did you talk to? Who did you ask for to the, use the space? The just the people squatting? Yeah, just Whoa. people just, squatting. You, just, these, just these people? Living there, yeah. Living and there. you went. You just went there, and yeah. you're just like, "Hey, yeah. Can I use your space? Yeah. Weren't you scared to do something like this? No. I mean, you're in a foreign country. You're doing something illegal, right? You're yeah. asking for the space to do. No, it, for the first time, I didn't know the squad. Ah, I didn't know the squad is illegal. Ah. just I think about the this space, the atelier collective, mm -hmm. for the first time. It is very clear she has uh, studied in France. You can hear that. Isn't that cool? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Very nice. And so squatting, this sounds like some kind of, you know, thing from a 1930s novel, artists squatting in Paris, a bohemian generation. Doesn't it? Yeah. This is so cool. And um, so what happened was she did. She went to meet with the communities and she struck a deal with them. And I loved how the squatters there, the residents who were living in these abandoned buildings, they just asked for her work and they wanted to see and check for themselves. They were curators like, well, let's just check out your work and see if we could do that. Mm. So that's what she did. She went ahead and she uh, made a deal with them and she held uh, collage projects. She had other artists fill in the space and she even used it for her final essay and her final project and presented it to her superiors, her advisors and everything. And they were just blown away because they were just like, well, wasn't that scary? Or there are so many negative things behind it. And she was a bit offended by it because she's like, no, these are actually just decent people. Mm. Maybe they're not making as much money as you and I, but uh, there's there are people just like just like you and I. It's illegal, but it hints at this sort of sharing economy, right? Yeah. It hints at sort of a different model for organizing an artistic community. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of planting yourself there That's and right. not breaking any other laws other right. than just kind of trespassing, right. but uh, a real sort of collective. Right. And then after that, she came back to Seoul in 2003 and she collaborated with her husband a second squatting project in 2004. Here in Seoul. Here in Seoul. In Korea. It's called the Oasis Project, and it featured up to 500 different artists and was held in a building that they found that had 24 floors. Yeah. <laughs> so there's squatters on every floor of this? Well, no, no, no. This was an abandoned... This is different. This was a an abandoned building, so she just found the empty space. And the thing is this. She actually worked with lawyers and found legal loopholes to go ahead and, and get this done. No kidding. So the building itself was structurally sound. The interior wasn't finished. That was going to be my question. Yeah, yeah, it was structurally sound. It's just the interior that wasn't done. And she even worked with a bunch of journalists because they were fascinated by the building's history itself mm -hmm. because it had a, quote unquote, black history. That's why it wasn't finished. Not because of lack of funds, uh, but because okay. it has kind of some maybe some this shady or that, background. some some kind of shady connection. Yeah. And as a result, the it, it gets sort of uh, 
it treads water. It doesn't right. go any further, the, the right. development project. Again, hinting at a sharing economy. What she did was her due diligence, the information. She found excess capacity in the residential space, and she used it. It gets even better. So after that, she went to Mule Art Village. Remember my episode with that? Mm. She went in 2007, and she was one of the core people that did the, that entire artistic movement there. So the thing is, do you remember the guy I talked to? His name was Sing Loud. Sing Loud Lee. Was he part of the Mule yes. report? Yes. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. And he he knows of her. So like her mm. name is is actually she's a bit of a legend over there that people talk about her. Uh, she's got she, a rep. Yeah, she's got a rep. She's one of the people she she helped artists find buildings. She helped with the uh the putting up the the pieces and everything like that. That to me is almost more impressive than the artwork itself, the, the, the being able to uh, organically form these communities and do the legwork to create a, an artistic legacy. All right. If you like that, you're going to really like what she's doing right now. So mm. what happened is in 2013, she moved back to Sungsu. And if you remember the Sungsu area I talked about in several episodes with the Tukto market, she's from that area. And that market itself, she told me, is over 100 years old. Officially a 40 years, but she says it's a, Kim Gong says it's around 100 years. Mm-hmm. She went back there because that's her hometown. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, <clears throat> uh, 10 years ago, there was a plan for gentrification. Well, that just never came through. So a bunch of owners that came in and bought a bunch of property because they were expecting this gentrification to happen. Well, it didn't happen. So now you have all these brand new owners and now no gentrification. No improvement, and now we have all these abandoned shops, all these abandoned just it it, it just was looking a bit rustic and essentially mm. it was it was dying a slow death, yeah, yeah, a neighborhood in search of an identity right does Kim Gang ride into the rescue that's I mean it's almost like she came in and like you know on a on a horse like a, like some <laughs> western just you know, to save the day uh-huh. and she was upset by this because this is her hometown, right so what she wanted to do is she wanted to make something happen. So she wanted to work with government officials and she really wanted to work with the local property owners there. Now, that was a tough one because in this next clip, she's going to talk about what the resistance that she met. Let's hear it. Everyone think about this market is dead. So each owner has a same mind. They can connect, have a good point, good solution to the gentrification. When I uh, discuss with the owner, almost owner don't want to give rent uh, their shop. Yeah. Because uh, they don't think about here, they, they don't think about. So I, I told to them, if you will rent to the young salesman, you can get the small money each, each month. But it's not so big money, but perhaps your value of land will augment, will higher, so you can get more money. Why not? I, <laughs> uh, I what, what is it in English? Negotiation. Uh, yeah, yeah you're very good. Yeah. yeah. So they, oh, we, perhaps, perhaps I can get more money. If this job empty a long time, they think about not get so big money. But with this, they think about the desire is a, uh, Higher, 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 higher mm-hmm. than people. 
Yeah, she could almost, Kim Gang could almost use these case studies from Ixondong and Muledong and uh, many other places to say, hey, look what happened. This was just a bunch of little alleys and shops and abandoned spaces. And then, uh-oh, two years later, suddenly it's the hottest spot in town. You know what she reminds me of is when you have like a, an IT company and they're just hiring their workers, but they want like that like that all-star mm. and then they hire like a hacker, like the guy who knows like <laughs> the ins and the outs and yeah. all that. That's what she is, right? She's bringing in the software of artistic gentrification right exactly mm. because she did that through what you're talking about that relationship with the squatting and, and the the government and everything and now she's officially doing that through this new program frankly she sounds a bit more like a businesswoman and a real estate developer than an artist per se although i know she's got the artist artist's education and portfolio uh but she sounds like a kind of a wheeler dealer that's right i mean she and she always had that since the beginning i mean mm. even when she studied in in france mm-hmm. i think and I do want to get into this program because I think it's really interesting. And it's kind of – it's the English title is called Tukto New Wave. And what it is is it really focuses on young entrepreneurs. It's been about two years old. The first year was 10 applicants with seven chosen. Uh, the next year, it was around 20 applicants and nine were chosen. And there's no plan, official plan yet for the following year. Mm. Just to be clear, awesome. is this art, world entrepreneurs, or anything? This is anything. Now, uh, she does come from an art background, so uh, that doesn't hurt. Mm. It could be anything. You could, you could, but you also have to be Korean as well. Okay. Yeah. And it Young can be Korean any trade. It citizen can, entrepreneurs. Right. And essentially, she really just wants to look for uh, somebody who, who has a sound business plan, who can really offer a lot to the area. But the program itself even includes uh, first 10 months of rent covered. That's nice. Up to 60% of interior costs, 40 hours of coaching with a mentor. And sometimes these coaches are previous uh, successors of this program. Mm -hmm. And even courses and classes in in the field of the business. So that studio mini print is uh, from this program, actually. So this is becoming simultaneously, this took some, forgive me, took to market. Yeah. uh, Becoming a startup zone slash artistic uh, collective slash uh, prospective kind of hipster hangout. And these owners, some of them are early 20s. So mm-hmm. it, you can really see it when you see there. They go ahead and they fill in these abandoned factories and building. It's, it does have kind of that, that rustic vibe we mm-hmm. talked about before. You know when it's going to get nice is when uh, we get through the deep winter and it's spring and uh, the weather gets nicer. That's and all awesome. of these sort of artists slash entrepreneurs are kind of milling around and building community and building right. relationships and talking with each other. That's right. And make sure you check it out at their Facebook page backslash Tukdo, T-T-U-K-D-O, 16. That's the only place you can check the information. So check it out. Have you been hired as the PR rep? Uh, Not yet. No, no, no. But I think it's awesome. I think it's a great service. So Lots of images from Mark's artistic wanderings on our social media. Check it out. Mark, we'll see you again next week. All right. Sounds good. And Korea Escapes back with Global Family right after this.